Hello and welcome to the Beyond Net Zero Journey podcast. My name's Chloe Thomas and this is my lo-fi audio diary and collection of random tips and advice podcasts to help others follow my journey of taking my business to Beyond Net Zero. So uh, this is an episode where I'm going to be telling you about the latest part of our supplier audit process that we're tackling. So a bit of background. Um, In order to make your business lower carbon, you have to look at all the things that your business does, everything you buy, everything you sell, all the processes and communications that you do, and work out how to make each of those lower carbon. Now, some people will say that you should do a full audit of everything you do and then start tackling it. There's only basic, there's me and a group of freelancers in my business. This project is entirely on my shoulders. So rather than what would have been spending essentially a whole year doing the audit, making no improvements at all, I've kind of segmented my supplier audit up and I've taken a rough guess at what's going to be quick to make an impact and make a big impact. And those are the sections that I've started with. Ease and impact, basically. Very rough. Um, And then as I get into each of those, um, I'm sharing here how I did it. So we did utilities really easily uh, very early on. Uh, Banking took a lot of last year. Uh, We did that from every angle. There's one bit of it still ongoing, which is our move to zero, which is all underway at the moment. But yeah, banking, big impact. Quite a lot of faffing around to make it all happen, but it's been good and uh, financially we're better off. Podcasting was the next thing on the list, which I successfully swerved after getting properly lost in the data for a couple of couple of months uh, because uh, Andrew and um, his colleagues at Carbon Positive solved that problem for me. Uh, there is an interview with Andrew all about that coming up in uh, next month, I think. It'll be our first interview on this podcast audio diary thing. Uh, So that's very cool. So the podcasting bit turned out an awful lot easier than I thought it was going to. So our new topic, our new supplier audit segment that we're tackling is the cloud, which is a bit amorphous. It's a bit massive, um, but it's going to make a bit more sense as I take you through what I'm classing as being the cloud in my business. This is partly... Um, incent- not incentivized, inspired by a recent Panorama episode here in the UK. So Panorama is like a half hour news show on the BBC where they dive deep into a big controversial subject. And they went into cloud. It was good. Um, it was very frustrating. They didn't actually give anyone any solutions when the solutions are so blindingly obvious, but they went on about it for a while. And it did enough to make it make me confirm this is what we're going to be doing. So I am... Treating the cloud in three specific sections, I'm looking at it in terms of storage. So our file storage all over the place. What what are we storing? Where are we storing it? Um, Secondly, I'm going to be looking at communications, how we communicate within the business, outside the business and the carbon impact of those. And then thirdly, I'm going to be looking at the software programs we're using so we do almost everything in the cloud. And can we change those, switch those to do the same thing, but in a better way, because the companies we're using to do it are using better hosting, using better systems and so on and so forth. So I'm splitting it into three sections, storage, communications and software. 
and I'm going to be working on all three of these at the same time. Across all three of them, the basic approach or prioritization is all based on file size because that's where where the big impact on cloud is big files, basically. So video files, much, much heavier and bigger than text files. Word documents, bigger than text files. Images, bigger than Word documents and audio files are bigger than documents, but smaller than video. It's that simple, basically. So what I'm going to be doing across everything is looking at how can we minimize the number of files we're storing. So yeah, I'm going to be deleting some stuff. Um, How can we make files smaller if we don't need them? Where are we duplicating file storage across platforms? Um, and looking at how we best do that and how um, how we can change our practices and then moving into changing the software platforms we're using to store it as well. Because if, if, you know, if there's two things which do exactly the same job and one of them isn't using um, carbon neutral storage facilities and one is, then well, we'll move to the one that is. Um, so that's our basic, basic approach. It's kind of one of the things that makes the cloud pretty easy is you're, it's a bit like clearing out the cupboards. You know, you get rid of the big stuff, you get rid of the stuff that's gone out of date. Um, you know, if, if you're moving house, you do that pre-move purge. It's a bit like doing this. So it's going to be interesting, actually, because I'm a bit of a hoarder when it comes to business files. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Can I get my head around actually deleting some things? We shall see. Let's talk about each of these bit by bit then and how I'm going to be approaching it. Storage. Um, this, I think, is going to have quite a big impact, which is one of the reasons why I'm going to, going to begin with this. My business is over 10 years old now, and we've done a lot of video training stuff back in the day. We've put out over 500 podcast episodes. So there's files for that all over the place. So we've got oodles of image and audio and video files and raw video files which as anyone knows who who creates that kind of stuff they are massive so we've got loads of big stuff lurking around so I reckon with a couple of hours of focused mind I can quite quickly clear out a lot of um, megabytes if not a couple of gigabytes of data and then that just won't be being stored every day in whatever systems they are um So, for example, I don't need the raw recording files from a video training I did in 2013. And if I've put that video up on YouTube for anyone to access it, I don't need a copy of that video stored in Dropbox, arguably. And I don't need it attached to an email. Maybe I had it back a while ago or something. So that's the approach I'm going to be looking at. So it's not just as simple as like... trawling through Dropbox and deleting stuff. It's also looking at where are we duplicating that storage. Um, Because, yeah, we have a Teachable site. We've got a Hey Summit site. We've got a Dropbox site, the website and YouTube. There's a Vimeo, which may or may not still have stuff on it. We've got a couple of video, clever video CMS things we've used over the years. So there's a little bit of auditing to do as well as simply deleting stuff. So what are we doing on the storage front? clear out unnecessary files, streamline where they live. um, And if they're needed by anyone, where is the best place to store them? Probably as a side project, going to 
try and make better use of what we've got by putting it somewhere where the audience can actually access it because there's no point in storing heavy video files if nobody's using them and you're not planning on letting anybody use them. So there's that side of things. Um, we might do some zip filing of some stuff that's truly archived. Um, and then the other thing which I'm going to do, so that's kind of all the historic stuff. Then I'm going to take a look at and create a process for where we store things in the future and including alerts to say maybe 12 months after a podcast has gone live, we delete the raw recording files because by that point we're pretty confident we're not going to need to edit it again. So that's going to be part of the process is so we don't have a big project on this again in five years time but rather it becomes part of our day-to-day work is that we clear out the stuff we're not actually using and we're not needing. So that's a a big old project. Then um, but it's quite fun I quite like doing that kind of stuff so I'm quite looking forward to it. It gives me an excuse to tidy things up but I will have to delete some stuff which is going to be less easy for me to do. Anyway enough of my mental problems. Second part, comms, communications. Um, This is where I think possibly we can have a quick impact, I'm hoping. Um, We have kind of five main communication channels that we're in control of what's on it. We've got Asana, which generally we don't attach files there. And Asana's low carbon. So I'm anticipating there's not going to be much action to do in Asana because it's not duplicating storage of anything. It's just messages going backwards and forwards. Um, Email. Gmail. Uh, We have, um, I shudder to think how many files there are lurking in my email accounts. So that's going to be a bit of a big one. Um, The other thing which I've been trying to do for a little while now um, is to send people share links rather than attaching things to emails. So rather than attaching big files to the emails I send people, I give them a link so they can download it. That reduces two places for that thing to be stored. That thing is no longer being stored in my outbox. It's no longer being, sorry, my sent items. It's no longer being stored in the person I've sent it to's inbox. So we can reduce quite a bit of storage by simply putting links to items rather than attaching things into email which is kind of cool kind of easy I've slowly been working through that with the way we do things um, and that's that has the potential to be a big impact Squadcast we use for our podcast recording they hold on to everything as a bit of a backup so I need to have a look at what they're their hosting activity is and potentially go through and delete some things. We've been using them for, I think, at least five years now. So there's a lot, there's a lot of content on there. Um, and then we use StreamYard for live video and recording. I need to go and double check how long they're holding on to things for. And then we've got Zoom that we use for meetings. And I've heard of a couple of alternatives that are purposefully low carbon. So I'm rather excited to go and check those out and potentially move away from Zoom. I know, dun, dun, dun. Um, but I will update you on all I learn in those different sections as I go through it over the next couple of months. So get ready for more updates on all of that. The software side of things, I think, is partly going to come out of working through those other areas. Um, It's also then going to be something I look at once I've made those bigger file decisions, because that's the the things which which I think will make the biggest impact, first of all. So that is my plan of attack 
on reducing the carbon footprint of our cloud storage and cloud usage in my business. Um, surprisingly large amounts to think about there. Uh, and I've got, I'm actually really excited to get stuck into this one. I've got lots of ideas, lots of um, notes and examples of alternative suppliers saved and, and pieces to do. So as I work this out, I will be sharing it all with you. If you've got thoughts on how to reduce cloud um, carbon impact, please do share. I would love to, um, I would love your input to help me make this process easier and um, get ready for the progress update coming soon. Uh, you will find anything imp interesting I've mentioned in this in our show notes as per usual. But that is it for this little update. If you've got questions, something you'd like us to cover in general, or you want to tell me I've got something horribly, horribly wrong, I would love to hear from you. Please do get in touch and LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to do that. Thanks for listening.